Good evening. This is Talking Sports with Evan. I am Evan Witalison, your host of the show. And thank you so much for those that have been tuning in, either watching or listening to the podcast or watching the show live or later on. Appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, have a few things I want to get off my chest here today. A few things I want to talk about. The latest on the Milwaukee Bucks coaching search. It's been about two weeks now, roughly. I think May 4th is when they formally parted ways with Coach Budenholzer, and now we're a couple weeks later, and many, 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 many interviews and rumor of interviews later, and I don't think we're any closer to deciding on who the next coach of the Milwaukee Bucks is going to be. And kind of torn a little bit on how I feel about it. On one hand, they are doing their due diligence and trying to find who they think is the best person for the job. On the other hand, when I, when the, when the news hit, I had Tristan, Tristan on my show and we talked about it is the bucks probably had an idea of who they wanted to be their next coach, because I don't think they make the move if they didn't have a person in mind, but since they've made that decision, everything they've done here, since then has indicated they don't really know what they want. And that that is a little concerning to me because this is a move. This is a move you have to get right. You have to get this move correct or you're going to be in for a world of hurt, potentially. Because this could affect Giannis and his his vision of staying with the team. And I know Giannis has said over and over and over again that he wants to stay in Milwaukee for as long as Milwaukee will have him. But if they're if they if he they hire a coach he doesn't mesh with, it's going to be hard because now you have to convince him that hey, we're going to get it right this time. And I know I think he and Budenholzer didn't have the same relationship at the end than they than, than they used to have. But those two were close. Giannis and Budenholzer are very close, and Giannis extremely loyal um, as well. So it's concerning the fact that they seem to not really have a a plan in place, in my opinion. And so, so far, uh, thanks to at Nathan Marazion, names that the Bucks have currently interviewed, you or have asked to interview. You have Kenny Atkinson. He's the assistant in Golden State. Spent some time as a head coach in Brooklyn before being let go. Charles Lee, the lead assistant for Coach Butenhoser. James Borrego, Scott Brooks, Adrian Griffin, Monty Williams, Mark Jackson, Chris Kinn, Kevin Young, Joseph Flair, Frank Vogel, and Calvin Sampson. Those are the names that have been mentioned with the Milwaukee Bucks on people who they've interviewed. And couple of names on there definitely do concern me. I'm not going to lie. Um, Calvin Sampson, Sampson is one that does not warrant an interview. I, I don't want, I don't think that'll be a good choice. There's a reason Mark Jackson has not gotten a job since being let go in Golden State. He's interviewed for almost every job um, that's out there, but he hasn't gotten a job yet. Um, so there's risk there. Monty Williams would be a very intriguing coach, um, but he would have to hire a strong staff to bring along with him. 
you know, I, I talked to a, a Phoenix Sun fan who I know and got his take on Monty Williams. And Monty Williams, great dude, good ambassador to the game, basically has all the right qualities for the most part that you want as a head coach, but he's not really an X's and O's guy. You you got rid of a coach who struggled to adjust, who struggled to, you know, consistently create the X's and O's to try to um, get somebody that's a bit, little bit better at game plans and uh, changes on the fly and all that. Monty Williams struggles in that too. And Budenholzer ran circles around Monty Williams in the NBA Finals. And Williams had no answer to the, the Bucks when they play them in the Finals. So that is concerning. But like I said, it would be dependent on what kind of staff could he get. And unfortunately, looking at what Darvin Ham has done in L.A., it looks like we <laughs> waited a year too long to make the change because it'd be – but Mark, Darvin Ham would look really good as the uh, the head coach of the Bucks at this point. And there's a couple names that I hope the Bucks talk to as well that are in the assistant ranks that I do like. Um, you may um, there's Dan Craig, who's a, a, a Clippers associate head coach. He's a guy who's been uh, Ty Lue's top lieutenant since he became the Clippers coach. Jordy Fernandez, he's the current Kings associate head coach. And he, uh, he, you know, in the NBA since 2009, uh, coached in the G League, coached with Michael Malone in Denver, now with Mike Brown, um, first in Cleveland and now uh, in, in San, uh, Sacramento. Um, I would be interested in him. He he looks like an up and comer, well educated, uh, working on a PhD. Has worked with you know uh, Kyrie Irving, so he has had worked with star players in the past. And then Sam Cassell, I'd be okay with bringing him back to Milwaukee. I think he's one that's really paid his dues. And then David Adelman, his father, the Hall of Fame coach Rick Adelman from the Blazers and Kings. Um, he's a guy that I, uh, joke gave a, um, endorsement to, uh, thinking he's a guy who's going to be another head coach. Um, he's worked under Vogel, worked under Malone, his dad's a hall of fame coach. I, I, I like Ad Adelman. If we're going to the assistance route, those are the assistants I would look for. And that's who I hope Milwaukee eventually does talk to, but ultimately, Here's what I think what's going to happen. The same thing happened when they hired John Horse as the GM. They pretty much talked to anybody and everybody to be the Bucks' new GM when uh, when they needed to hire a new GM. And ultimately, they kept it in-house and they gave the job to the guy that's been there all along in John Horse. I think that's what's going to happen in Milwaukee. And the only thing that's going to stop it, if the Pistons don't hire him first, I think the job is ultimately going to go to Charles Lee. Not sure how I feel about that because I don't know a lot about Charles Lee. He's been around Boonhoser for a very long time. I'm not sure exactly how I feel about that because the the issue wasn't the scheme per se. The scheme worked. The problem was is when you had to make adjustments on the fly, Boonhoser couldn't do that. 
is Charles Lee going to be that same coach? He's been with Budenholzer for a very long time. And is he going to be someone that's going to struggle with the X's and O's? And how is him and Giannis going to get along with him as the head coach? The Bucks have a very tight window that's left with this current team being a championship team. And they don't really have a lot of ways to get younger or more athletic. So they're going to have to figure out how to do it with the people they have. And that's where I think Charles Lee has the upper hand there because Charles Lee knows the personnel inside and out. He knows what their strengths are. He knows what their weaknesses are. And maybe he he offshoots a little bit from Boone Hoser enough that it's enough to put, push the Bucks over the top. I think Bobby Porter said it best on Twitter earlier this week is the what the Bucks lost this year as opposed to last year and the year before is they lost Darvin Ham. He had um, Bobby had a great respect for Darvin Ham, obviously, and now Darvin Ham's doing a great job as head coach of the Lakers. Had had a really a, a struggled struggle start to the year in L.A., but he's really turned it around and he's done a really good job in L.A. in having a very stout defense. And we'll see if Charles Lee can be more of a Darvin Ham than a Mike Budenholzer. That's what we'll see. You saw in the game against Denver when the the game won against Denver, I'm sorry, when the Lakers nearly came back, they made adjustments on the fly throughout that game to fight their way back into that game. And that's something Budenholzer hasn't always done. I think his two best playoff coaching experiences were round one against the Heat in 2021 when they won the championship. Uh, He just coached circles around Spolstra and the finals in that year, he coached circles around Monty. But outside of that, he hasn't really been much of a coach that could go on the fly. And I think that year, he he took a lot of what a P.J. Tucker had to tell him. And he trusted P.J. and his advice and his suggestions on how to be uh, how to make a better team. So. That's my thought on the Bucks. I want to get your thoughts on the Bucks. If you're watching this live or if you're watching it some other time, uh, at Evan Witt Sports, the bottom corner of the screen has my Twitter handle. Tweet at me what you think of the Bucks coaching search so far. Had one uh, person reply to a question on Twitter so far at Tyrunner0097. It's more of a deep selection. Horst is digging a little bit more to make sure he's not missing any possible candidates and making sure he makes the right choice. I understand what you're saying, but I also don't think you move on from Budenholzer unless you have a guy in mind, and maybe they do, and they're just doing their due diligence to make sure whoever they do have in mind is, in fact, the guy they want which if that's the case, I think it's going to be Charles Lee even more so. That's who I think it's the job. So with that, NBA playoffs going on right now. The Heat and the Nuggets are both up one game to zero currently. The Heat are continuing to play very good basketball. Teams are struggling to close out the Heat. The Heat are fighting till the very end of the game. And Jimmy Butler has gone on a completely different level in this year's playoffs. I hope, I honestly hope Butler gets his right because the, the effort, the work, how hard Butler has played in this year's playoffs, I hope he gets a right. 
because he definitely deserves it with the way he's putting the heat on his back and pretty much carrying them to a one nothing lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. And in the West, I'm indifferent. I wouldn't mind seeing Darvin Ham get a ring with the Lakers. I, I'm a, I was always a big Darvin Ham fan when he was with the Bucks, and now I wish him well in L.A. I would be okay with that. <clears throat> You know, it wouldn't really bother me too much if Darvin Ham uh, won a ring. I The one thing that holds me up on the Heat and the Lakers going to the finals, though, is Adam Silver gets to kind of pat himself on the back and say, hey, this is why the playing tournament works. This is why we have it. This is, you know, this is a perfect example of what the playoff tournament is all about. But, and I don't like the playing tournament per se for the fact that, I don't think it's fair to the one seed as the one seed doesn't really know who they're going to play. So um, until a couple of days before the playoffs start, and I think that's a little of a disadvantage to the team that gets the one seed. So there's really no benefit of getting that one or even that two seed Get that three seed so you know who you're playing right away and who you got to prepare for, and you know who you're likely getting in the second round. So what are your thoughts on that play-in tournament? I still don't like it, but what are your thoughts? At Evan Witt Sports to let me know what you think of the play-in tournament that the NBA, I think this is year three of the play-in tournament. It started as something they were doing during the bubble but now they kind of want to make it stick around. And it looks like it's going to stick around even longer with the Heat and the Lakers in the conference championships, respectively. Moving on to the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers uh, struggling right now. Um, I they, they swept the Royals, but overall they've been struggling. They are back in first place in the division at 24-19, 6-4 in their last 10. But part of that's because the Pirates are three and seven in their last ten. The Cubs are two and eight, and the Reds are five and five. The Cardinals, who just beat, took the two out of three from the Brewers, including a what eighteen to one win. They're in two in their last ten. They've tr- cut the lead to six and a half back of first. The Cardinals, who I've been, I've been poking fun at, but in the back of my mind, I knew that they're a team who you don't want to you don't want to sleep on because if they get hot they're going to make things very difficult for you moving forward um I and I think with the Brewers struggling right now I think injuries have caught up to Milwaukee Garrett Mitchell center who is the opening day starter in center center field he's done for the year um Aaron Ashby hasn't pitched yet this year due to shoulder procedure um Adrian Hauser started the year on the IL. He's just getting back. Woodworth has been on the IL for quite a while with the shoulder issue. Um, not not sure when he'll be back, probably late June. And uh, Wade Miley. Wade Miley uh, just added to the IL with a, uh, I think, an oblique strain. He'll probably be on the IL for a while. Yelich's back is now acting up for him. Uh, I think I think injuries are starting to catch up to the Brewers. I really do. I, I think the Brewers long term are going to be fine. I think they do have too much talent. They're just in a they are in a uh, a cold stretch right now. 
but I, I I still think they're a team that I still think they are a team that um, has enough talent to compete for the division title. I just have a feeling that it's going to end up being uh, it's going to end up going to the Cardinals when it's all said and done. But some surprises so far for the Brewers as we sit on May 18th is Owen Miller. A batting 350 on base of 376, lugging of 488. I, I am a big fan of what he is doing right now. His war at 0.9. I'm a big fan of what he is doing right now. He's striking out just 12%, just under 13% of the time. Very happy with what I see. Caratini taking advantage of playing time when he gets it. But outside of that, Yelich, uh, after a bit of a hot streak, got his average up to 358, a 110 uh, WRC plus. Um, but now his back is an issue. Rowdy Tillad's up to 260, a 250 batting average. Um, but <sighs> big concern, though, is Willie Adonis. Willie Adamas is striking out at a very alarming rate of 25%. Um, batting average at 210, uh, 306 on base, 376 slugging. I think it might be time to maybe give Adamas a day off. He's played 43 games thus far this season, leading the team. I wouldn't be opposed to giving him the day off, and I wouldn't be opposed to moving him down in the order. For the Brewers to continue to play good baseball, they need him, they need Yelich, they need Telez to continue to carry this team. That's what they need. Um, Contreras is in a bit of a slump right now, is red hot to start the year, not anymore. Um, they just brought in Darian Ruff, who... Supposed to be better against lefties, and the Brewers are not good against left-handed uh, pitchers at all. That's their Achilles heel. It has been their Achilles heel for a very long time. Uh, it's continuing to be a problem. Not really sure how you fix that, but I think you might want to consider keeping Owen Miller in the lineup at the leadoff, who has done it a few times and has looked pretty good with that leadoff spot, and maybe move uh uh, Christian Yelich to maybe batting second, push uh, put Rowdy at third and Anderson at fourth and move Winker and Adamez down that lineup a little bit so they can hopefully get the case of the yawns all of a sudden. Hopefully they can get hot again. Because um, they need Willie. Um, they need Willie Adamez if they want to compete for anything this year. Um, they need Willie Adonis to step it up and play better baseball. He had uh, almost 40 home runs last year. They need him to step it up. That That is definitely what they need. But it is good seeing uh, Christian Yelich seem to be more comfortable at the plate when he is healthy. Unfortunately, he's not healthy right now at the back. But uh, hopefully he doesn't have to spend too much time out of the lineup, and hopefully yesterday was just a precaution saying that, hey, we got the day off tomorrow anyways. We might as well give uh, Yelich another day and see how he responds to more treatment. So with that said, I don't really have a lot more to say. Uh, 
about the Brewers, except stay calm. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And it you got to take it week to week. And they've won six of their last four. Start a tough series against Tampa Bay starting tomorrow. Hopefully they can steal two or three against Tampa Bay. That's my hope. But we'll see what happens. Shorter version here today of Talking Sports with Evan. Um, like I said, not a ton I really wanted it or needed to discuss, but a few things I wanted to get off my chest, um, especially about the Bucks' uh, current um, coaching search that I'm starting to get a little worried about. With that said, make sure to check out the Racine Raiders. Uh, Raiders celebrating their 70th year in existence. They are having their first game of the season this Saturday after Last week's game didn't happen, but this is how you can stream the games. If you're anywhere within the the world, you can go to this site at the bottom of the screen right now to stream those games. Or if you are in the Racine, southeastern Wisconsin area and you want to come down and check out a game, here you go. Go to this website at the bottom of the screen and uh, go ahead and get your tickets. The Raiders play every their home game Saturday at historic Corlick Athletic Field, one of the original fields that the NFL played on in the first year of existence of the National Football League. The Bears played their first game as the Chicago Bears, in fact, at historic Corlick Athletic Field. With that said, thank you all for tuning in. I will get back at you later. Next, uh, probably won't be next Thursday, as I'm thinking I'm probably going to the Brewer game. So it'll probably end up being next Wednesday where I get back at you. Have a great rest of your week, everybody. Have a great weekend and be safe out there.